Keep your Bibles out here as we are in the book of Joshua tonight. And we think about this in this uh, passage in Joshua chapter number 6. Uh, we find the new, Isra- the new leader of Israel, Joshua. Uh, he is now uh, going to... Uh, he's led by God to uh, take God's people into uh, Jericho, and now they're going to fight a battle. Uh, it is the first conquest as they get into the promised land, and, and here this first battle that they face, God fights the battle for them. All they were expected to do was obey. You know, God, God fights battles for us, but we've got to be obedient. We want the miracles to happen, but we've got to, we've got to do what we are supposed to do. And so uh, we see that being the case. And what a victory that they have experienced. The battle plans were given by God to, to Joshua. <clears throat> and as he uh, has the, the battle plans given to him, I read these battle plans and I don't like them. What, what do you mean just walk around the city and don't say anything? Now, that's a victory just to get people not to talk. All right? But here what we find is God tells Joshua, tell the people, uh, I want the, the seven priests, I want them to have the, uh, the trumpets, I want the uh, Ark of the Covenant, and I want the men of war, they are going to march around the city one time a day for six days. God tells them on the seventh day that they're going to go around seven times and then they are going to shout when the priests blow a long uh, sound and they hold it, then they are supposed to uh, all shout at that point. Now, uh, I find it ironic uh, when you go in and you look back at the passage, we find how uh, God told Joshua to tell the people uh, to march around. He told them that they were going to shout on the last day. Uh, but Joshua tells the people, don't talk at all. When you see God commanding, God gave the instruction, and Joshua gave some instruction as well. And Joshua's instructions were higher than what God's instructions were. And here, what do we find? We find that when God gives, gives us principles and truths, spiritual leaders will take and they will put boundaries up to help us f- facilitate and fulfill those, those boundaries and those, uh, those corrections. But uh, it's a pretty, pretty interesting read. I, I went back over it and over it uh, just because I've heard that God told them not to talk. Uh, but uh, that's not what God told Joshua. Uh, so uh, anyway, though, you find them now walking around. They've, they've got victory. They're, they're in the, uh, they, they have seen the, uh, the blessings of, the God, of God. Uh, and, and now these, uh, these people have seen a miracle transpire. This is what you call victory. They are coming off a a high victory this was this was just an amazing miracle and so look again at Joshua 6:27 so the lord was with Joshua and his fame was noised throughout all the country and so the lord there he just god's people are just enjoying this whole thing 
And if the story ended there, it would be great. You know, we come to these chapter ends as though now we're at a new spot, new story, new event, but the Word of God has been inspired, but the, uh, the, uh, uh, the references uh, were put in there by man. And so in Joshua chapter 7, uh, we see that something else happened because God said, Jericho is mine. It's the first city. It's the first fruits. Everything in, Jer- in Jericho belonged to God. It wasn't for them. The spoils of war was not for them to take. Everything belonged to God. It was a holy uh, city. It was given to God. It was set apart uh, for God. And so now, uh, when, when we get to chapter 7, look again at verse 1. But the children of Israel committed a trespass. Now, that's pretty broad. That's referencing everybody. But you read on, and there was only one person that took of the accursed thing. It was just one individual. And so he said, but the children of Israel as a whole committed a trespass in the accursed thing for Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah, uh, of the tribe of Judah, took of the accursed thing, and the anger, anger of the Lord was kindled against the children of Israel. And so the whole children of Israel, the whole nation of Israel, is now on the hook for one person's act. It was just one person that sinned. We know that there were at least 30,000 soldiers and only one of them took of the accursed thing. So Joshua and the people of God, they experienced a great blessing, a great victory, but it doesn't continue because now they face this little city called Ai. A little, a little town of Ai and Joshua goes and uh, he, he says, okay, well, uh, let's, he sends some men out to, to look uh, at Ai. Doesn't it remind you of something else? He sent out some men to spy out the land. Same song, second verse, a little bit louder, a little bit worse. And here he sends some people off. They go look at the city and they say, we don't need to send everybody. There's just a few of them. And let's just send some of the men. Uh, and so uh, we find that, uh, that event. And uh, he says, only let two or 3,000 men go up and smite Ai. Uh, we had 30,000 over here. Uh, but now just send two or 3,000 uh, and it'll all be good. And we can handle this uh, little small time or little small town. And... We find that defeat comes. God's people who just saw a victory of an entire major city, Jericho, are now running before the men of Ai. 36 individuals die, and we went from victory to defeat. 
victory to defeat. You know, I wish we could just go from victory to victory. But you know what? In life, we go from victory to defeat. You know, we don't always win. I wish that was the case that we always won. But we don't always win. We don't, things don't always turn out how we anticipate. Uh, I'm, I am sure that as that battle was going on and, and now uh, God's people are running before this little town of Ai after uh, seeing the great victory over Jericho, he's, he's running in his mind trying to figure out what is going on. And tonight I want to speak to you on the subject turning the de- defeat into victory, turning defeat into victory. And let's pray. Father, thank you for your goodness. I pray that you'd help us, uh, Lord, as we look into our own lives and uh, as we face struggles and burdens, I pray that you would help us to, uh, to glean some truths from what we can see here uh, in this passage, please, for Christ's sake, amen. So uh, when we think about uh, uh, obstacles and we think about uh, failures or defeats, uh, in, uh, August, on August 12th of, eight, of 1849, there was a famous British preacher, uh, F.W. Robertson, and he said, he said this, life, like war, is a series of mistakes. And he is not the best Christian nor the best general who makes the fewest false steps, Poor mediocrity may secure that, but he is the best who wins the most splendid victories by the retrieval of mistakes. Forget mistakes, organize victories out of mistakes. When we think about uh, Henry Ford, uh, Henry Ford had a, a motto, uh, and he said, an op- he said that uh, a mistake is defined as a op is an opportunity to begin again more intelligently. A mistake is an opportunity to begin again more intelligently. And so uh, with that, uh, defeats are something that we all face in life. And what are we going to do with them? Uh, Defeats uh, are ours and uh, consequences. And so how do we turn them into victory? And so uh, several things. Uh, Number one, if we are going to turn defeats into victory, we have to see. We have to see. Look at uh, chapter 7 and verse number 2. And Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, which is beside Bethaven, on the east side of Bethel, and spake unto them, saying, Go up and view the country. And the men went up and viewed Ai, and returned to Joshua, and said unto him, Let not all the people go up, but let about two or three thousand men go up and smite Ai, and make not all the people uh, to labor thither, for they are but few. Uh, And he goes on, for there went up thither of the people about 3,000 men, and they fled before the men of Ai. Uh, So if we are going to turn defeats into victories, we have to really have a proper understanding of where we're at. Uh, When we think about this, Joshua, he wasn't seeing things as clearly as what 
could ha- he could have saw. Uh, and so uh, he, he was looking at this uh, from a, a perspective uh, that uh, he wasn't really seeing things the way he needed to see them. Uh, so Joshua starts out the battle, and he starts the battle out by sending men to go in and look. Uh, and so they just came out of a great victory, and little Ai was of no consequence, so he thought. But it wasn't a reality. And sometimes our defeats, we just weren't looking at the situations properly. Uh, and his view of what was going on and the information that he was given, uh, it wasn't uh, clear. So uh, we, have to, we have to see. So uh, now they, they had the great victory, but now uh, they are losing. So number two, first we need to see. Secondly, we need to seek. We need to seek. So in this defeat, what do we find? We find Joshua praying now. Why didn't Joshua pray before? You know why Joshua didn't pray before? Because he just won. Victory is dangerous. I bet you he was praying before he went into Jericho. Don't bring any swords. Just march around. I bet every one of those soldiers were praying. And the the lack of the lack of prayer, he now senses that need for prayer. So, so he now is seeking the Lord. Look at verse number five. And the men of Ai smote uh, of them about 30 and six men, for they chased them from, from before the gate even unto Shabarim, and, the, and smote them in the going down, uh, wherefore the hearts of the people melted and became as water. And Joshua rent his clothes and fell to the earth upon his face before the ark of the Lord, even until eventide, he and the elders of Israel, and put dust upon their heads. And Joshua said, Alas, O Lord God, wherefore hast thou at all brought this people over Jordan to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites, to destroy us? Would to God we had been content and dwelt on the other side, Jordan. O Lord, what shall I say when Israel turneth their backs before their enemies? Uh, what is he doing? Now we see him seeking the Lord. And in if we're going to turn defeats into victories, we've got to make sure that we're seeking the Lord. We've got to seek the Lord. Uh, We've got to go to the one who has the answers, who has the ability. And Joshua now, he is is seeking the Lord. You, You know what he's seeking? He is seeking mercy and he is seeking grace. You know what we need in life? We need mercy and we need grace. We need mercy and we need grace. We need mercy and grace when we think we are winning. We need mercy and grace even if we are winning. But in defeat, it sort of shows us that we need mercy and grace. 
You know, it's a, it's a learning opportunity. And so we see here as Joshua comes before the Lord, uh, he is seeking mercy, he's seeking grace. Uh, if we are in that defeat, if we want to see, uh, see victory uh, out of the defeat, then we need to seek forgiveness. Uh, looking, is there something that we've missed? Is there something that we have failed to do? Seeking forgiveness, seeking direction. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. And so uh, we've got to seek that mercy and grace, forgiveness, seeking direction. Uh, Joshua 7.10, he said, And the Lord said unto Joshua, Get thee up, wherefore liest thou upon thy face. Isn't that amazing? God's looking at Joshua is like, Why are you laying on your face? Get up. Why? I would think that God would be pleased with that. Wouldn't you? You just think here as, as, a, uh, as the, uh, the leader that he's praying, he's humbled himself and he's praying. Uh, and the Lord says, get up, wherefore, thou li- uh, wherefore liest thou thus upon thy face? Israel hath sinned. You know what? God knows exactly why our problems come. And here, God is telling them, Israel has sinned. And they, again, we notice the whole nation is being thrown under the bus. Israel has sinned. They, also, they have also transgressed. They, plural, have also transgressed my covenant, which I commanded them. For they, plural, have taken of the accursed thing and have also stolen and dissembled also, and they have put it even among their own stuff. He said, they have been, tr- they, they have been deceptive, they've dis- dis- uh, dissembled, they've stolen, they have taken the accursed thing. Uh, and so uh, here we see that uh, we have to seek the Lord. You know why we've got to seek the Lord? Because he has the answers. He knows exactly what needs to be dealt with. And so first, uh, we need to uh, see. Secondly, we need to seek. Thirdly, we need to solve. When we find out what we need to do, we've got to address it. We've got to solve uh, that situation. Uh, Joshua 7, look at verse number 18. Joshua 7, 18, he says, And he brought his household man by man, and Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, was taken. Isn't it amazing how God always, he gives that heritage? You know, you never affect just you. Even these people that might have already passed on, they're still getting pulled into it. The good name, Proverbs 22, 1, a good name is rather to be chosen than great riches and loving favor than silver or gold. Uh, Those good names that have been given, uh, they are still now being uh, dragged into uh, another man's sin. Uh, Verse number 19, And Joshua said unto Achan, My son, give, I pray thee, glory to the Lord God of Israel, and make confession unto him, and tell me now what thou hast done, hide it not from me. Uh, Notice here, as he is uh, being called out, Joshua is saying, 
give glory to God. Confession brings glory to God. You know what he's doing? He is saying, God, you were right. You were right. It is, it is putting God in that proper place, in that proper position. Uh, and so uh, he says, hide it not from me. And Achan answered Joshua and said, indeed, notice, I have sinned. Individual. I have sinned against the Lord God of Israel. And thus and thus have I done. Colon. So he's going to go on tell what he has done. When I saw among the spoils a goodly Babylonish garment and 200 shekels of silver and a wedge of gold of 50 shekels weight, then I coveted them and took them, and behold, they are hid in the earth in the midst of my tent and the silver under it. We can't ignore defeats if we're going to get a victory. We can't ignore them. And here, Achan's sin could not just be passed over. It had to be dealt with. So his sin in taking the accursed thing, it was not profitable. It was costly. Let me, let me say that again. When we sin, it is not profitable. It's costly. We think about, you've been studying Jonah uh, and in the Sunday school class, uh, studying Jonah. Uh, and you find that uh, Jonah, when he went from the presence of the Lord, he went down to Joppa. He paid the fare they, thereof. You know what? We run from God, we're going to pay the fare. Uh, and, and here we see this uh, sin. Uh, it is his sin of taking the accursed thing was not profitable. It was costly. It cost the lives of 36 men. No man lives to himself. No man dies to himself. Not only did it cost the lives of 36 men, it cost the heartbreak of 36 families. Those moms, those dads that lost a son. Those wives, those children that lost a dad, a husband. The, the heartbreak that was there. It cost the future blessing of Achan and all that pertained to him. Look at verse number 24, Joshua 7. And Joshua and all Israel with him took Achan, the son of Zerah, and the silver, and the garment, and the wedge of gold. And if, if it would have just stopped right there, he would have just been giving back what he took. But it doesn't stop there. It says, and his sons, and his daughters, and his oxen, and his asses, and his sheep, and his tent, and all that he had, and they brought them, plural, under the valley of Achor. Now, Achan is saying, I have sinned. God's saying, everybody's guilty. And we look on, and Joshua said, verse 25, why hast thou troubled us? He's saying, you sinned, but your sin didn't just impact you. You troubled us. 
The nation of Israel has lost people. There has been a consequence that we had to pay for your decisions, for your sins, for your choices. Uh, And so uh, why hast thou troubled us? The Lord shall trouble thee this day. Now notice this, and all Israel stoned him with stones and burned them with fire after they had stoned them with stones. Achan's sins cost his family everything. Not only was there a a national impact, that family, the impact of that family was huge. The cost was so great. But after the consequence, we can see a chance of victory again. So Joshua, the nation of Israel, they have this issue, they have this failure, they have this defeat, uh, but, but there's victory that's available. You know, God isn't done with us when we have failure. Now, this sin was a, was a uh, capital punishment failure, and he lost everything. But not all of our failures, we're still here. Our defeats, our mistakes, uh, we're still here. Uh, what should we do? Uh, we've got to stick with it. Uh, so uh, in uh, chapter number 8, uh, go to chapter number 8 and look at verse number 1. The Bible says, And the Lord said unto Joshua, Fear not, neither be thou dismayed. Take all the people of war with thee, and arise and go up to Ai. See, I have given uh, into thy hand the king of Ai and his people and his city and his land. And so now we find that there is a whole other victory that's getting ready to come right after this defeat. And they went from victory and they had a defeat and now they're going right back into another victory and they are going to not only have uh, the victory over AI, uh, but they, the, they are also going to personally benefit from all the spoils of war and they are going to have a great victory with that. Uh, more victories are in the future. Why? Because the defeat was not the end. The defeat was not the end. Uh, The mistake was an opportunity to begin again. There was another opportunity. Uh, And the future, uh, as we have mistakes, we also have opportunities to to move forward again, turning defeat into victory. Uh, And Joshua, though as the leader, he experienced that great victory, they experienced that great defeat, uh, and then uh, because of the responses and how they followed and they, they did what the Lord had said, they got to see those victories again in the future. So don't let the defeat defeat you. If you let the defeat defeat you, you won't have another victory. Isn't that deep? But it's so true. And this defeat, don't let that defeat defeat you. Don't let that mistake cripple you. Don't let that sin stop you from going forward uh, for the Savior. There has only been one perfect person. 
Just one. The rest of us are, we're doomed to make mistakes. But that should not be where we stay. It's not where we should decide to stay. We shouldn't allow that to be uh, where we, what we grab a hold of. And so uh, this, the, the mistakes and those defeats, those victories are right around the corner. But we've got to stick with it. We've got to keep on moving forward. Don't let the defeat defeat you. So we've got to see it, seek it, solve it, and stick with it. And when we choose to do that, we get to see the blessings that are coming. If we give up, we quit, we don't see any more blessings. We don't see those victories. So just stick with it. Father, help us tonight. Thank you for your goodness. I thank you for just the uh, instruction, admonition, correction, uh, encouragement that we can find uh, in Scripture. And so help us as we look into our own lives and help us, Lord, to go forward as uh, maybe the mistakes that we make and uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the losses, the defeats that we have. I pray that uh, we would uh, continue to follow you and may you uh, help us and lead us, please. Uh, bless our people, meet needs as only you can. For Christ's sake, we pray. Amen.